This is another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros third base coach Gary Pettis, who got to be the third base coach for the American League All-Star team, the victorious American League All-Star team in the All-Star game uh, this past Tuesday in in Washington, D.C. And you've been a part of a couple of All-Star coaching staffs when you were with the Rangers 2011 and 12 with manager Ron Washington. But I imagine it never gets old getting that experience, does it? Well, it's always fun uh, to be around such great players and then to watch uh, how much they actually really want to win the game. I know a lot of times some people think that maybe they, they're not focused and really want to win, but uh, no, the, the sentiment around the clubhouse was let's go out and win the baseball game, and uh, it, was a, it was a great game to watch. Lots of firepower, a lot of things that happened, a lot of fun things, and uh, it was fun to be a part of. Yeah, you mentioned everybody wants to win, and it's amazing because everybody always talks about, you know, these are players from all over the league. Obviously, some guys know each other, some guys don't, but you you become a team pretty quickly, don't you? Yeah, you do. You know, I think just being able to compete against them from across the way and seeing uh, the things that they can do on the baseball field, you have to admire uh, what you watch, and then once you're all in the same room, uh, you realize that, you know, these guys are are just like me. Um, I need to go over and uh, make myself known to them and them known to me. And so uh, it, it really, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for anyone that makes an all-star team to go there and enjoy it. Now, you didn't really get to windmill too many people home with all the home runs. You were just high-fiving people when they, when they rounded third. Well, it was less stressful for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, something that uh, I guess hadn't happened in, in quite a long time. Yeah. I guess the last time they had so many home runs was when, uh, I can't remember the year, but when Reggie Jackson hit the home run off of uh, the, the light oh, tower in right, Detroit. Yeah. Right. And and so once they started to happen, I thought, okay, we have a lead now. The, the game looks like it's in hand. And then next thing you know, here comes another two-run homer, and the game's tied up. And uh, just, man, it's one of those things that when you're in an all-star game with that kind of talent, it's kind of hard to hold one side down forever. Yeah. You know, you have to play nine innings, and in our case, we play ten. But so many great players that walk up to the plate against great pitchers, something's bound to happen one way or the other. And obviously it was great to win the game, but how special was it to have Alex Bregman and George Springer be such a big part of that with their back-to-back home runs in the 10th? Well, you know, it started the day before in the home run derby. We were all pulling so hard for Bregman, and uh, the, the last ball that he hit just fell a little short, and so we were a little disappointed but still very excited and happy for the performance that he had. And then to actually see him hit the, the go-ahead home run uh, in the 10th inning and then Springer come right behind him and they go back-to-back, uh, yeah, it, it certainly uh, brought a smile to, to my face, and I stood there with my chest out because these are our guys, and uh, it couldn't happen to two better guys. You work with the outfielders quite a bit, and the guy you've worked with quite a bit is George Springer, who was an all-star once again. And, uh, you know, when you got here, it was George's first full season in, in the big leagues, and you've really gotten a chance to really see him progress and grow and develop into the sort of player that he is now. Well, yeah, you know, George, when he first got here, he was just – so full of energy and he did everything overboard i mean yeah. he he ran into walls as hard as he could and uh he ran the bases as hard as he could he swung as hard as he could he threw the ball as hard as he could and so i just tried to tell him that you need to learn how to uh calm down this game is played at a certain pace and his pace was faster than the one that i thought he should play at and and mm-hmm. then i think once he realized that uh, he, he seemed to take off in the outfield and on the base pass. And, you know, I don't work with him with hitting and any of that stuff. But it just seems like once he realized that uh, he was maybe going a little too hard all the time, his game seemed to take off. 
Yari Pettis, third base coach for the Astros and for the American League All-Stars. Thank you so much for, for joining us and looking forward to a good second half. Thank you. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. There's five Hall of Famers here at Minute Maid Park today. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford, and Verlander trying to show all five of them that he may belong in that club. Swing and a miss. Next 14 strikeouts for Verlander. It ties his career high. The Houston Astros. He's not getting older. He's getting better. Radio Network. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with Mark Langston, the radio broadcaster, for the Angels and a former major leaguer, a great major league left-handed pitcher. But, Mark, I wanted to check in with the Angels and uh, what we've seen and what we're seeing right now. We just can't believe that right now the Angels are at 500. How did they get there from what happened in the first month? Yeah, the first month when we saw you last time, yeah. it was think we were neck and neck. We were in first place. Injuries have played a factor sure. once again with the 2018 Angels as they have in the 2017. And we're talking rotation. The rotation got hit hard. The bullpen got hit hard, so the pitching side of it was the first to really start to take on water, and they, they've been trying to patch that ever since. But you know, as we sit right at the moment, the pitching, as you look at it, there's not a lot of familiar names in this rotation out in the bullpen, but it's kind of held its head up. It's kind of done a, an okay job. To me, the offensive side, this team was built offensively for this 2018 season they were going to really slug the ball and play good defense they still play good defense that part of it hasn't eluded them but the slugging of the baseball hasn't they haven't put together the streak that we've seen with with the houston astros who have been on that that goal all season long with that obviously with the rotation that they're able to throw out on a daily basis there's no prolonged losing streaks uh most teams can't do that what the astros are capable of doing it but so the other teams you look with the Seattle Mariners in our division, the Oakland A's. Everybody's had that nice big run to really catapult them into decent positions. The Angels have not been able to do that all season long. For me, it's it's the offensive side uh, really hasn't been able to do the things I think everybody envisioned them to do at the start of the season. How frustrating is that for an Angel fan at this particular time when you have a Mike Trout in the, in the prime of his career that the team hasn't gotten over that hump? Boy, and you mentioned Mike Trout. Obviously, he means as much to the Angels as Jose Altuve means to the Houston Astros. He is the lifeblood of this ball club and this franchise. Uh, and then you throw the name Albert Pujols, a absolute first ballot Hall of Famer, throwing up ridiculous numbers. He's not the same Albert Pujols, but he still drives in runs. You talk about Shohei Otani, a guy who it just kind of fell into the Angels' lap, who came over highly touted and has really lived up to a lot of the expectations sure. that were high. So it's it's not just Trout, but certainly Angel fans are going, they're scratching their head going, what is going on? How is this even possible? Everybody knew it was going to be tough to really keep pace with the Astros. I, I think the entire baseball world realizes what a talented team the Astros are, and it's tough to keep pace with a team, again, that can throw not only the rotation but the bullpen and a real consistent offense out there. Uh, it's tough to do that on a daily basis. But the Angels felt like they were closing the gap yeah, on the Astros sure. uh, with the acquisitions they made over the winter, and it just it's just been one of those years so far. Obviously, the injuries were a factor, but the, the it just hasn't clicked. A lot of times people will ask us, what's it like to watch Jose Altuve on a daily basis? I'm going to ask you the same question. What's it like to watch Trout every day? Boy, it is, it's quite a thrill to be able to sit and watch what this young man is capable of. He's a guy that uh, can really change a game in so many different ways. Yeah. And, and he's, 
as much as you, we talked about Verlander and see what Verlander, I think, is a future Hall of Famer, can do on the mound as far as dominate games and change games, Trout has that same ability. He's a guy that has that really the, the chance to not only go up there and be patient, he will not swing outside his zone. He has a, a very, uh, very good mind as far as plate discipline. He will not chase things out of the zone. But if you make those mistakes, he is ready to make you pay for them. He could steal bases for you. He plays great center field. He obviously has the power. If you need the big clutch hit, he seems to be the guy that you always want up there in those situations. Uh, to me, it, it's it's fun to be able to see, as, as we look at Jose Altuve and what he brings and the excitement and the energy, Mike Trout's the exact same thing. He plays the game right. He puts his head, he'll hit a ground ball back to the pitcher, put his head down and run as hard as he can to first base. He does all those little things right. He interacts with the, the people, and there's been a lot of comments about sure. Trout, you know, coming out of his personality. What they don't see is on a daily basis how he interacts with kids every day, and we see this on a daily basis to the point it almost brings tears to your eyes to see what an impact yeah. he has on the youth that's coming up. He is very conscious of that. He, he really gives his time to really young kids, and that's, he, that's his comfort zone. And he's, uh, he's not a guy that really looks to go out there and do a lot of the things that well, maybe a lot of people think that the best player in the game of baseball should. All right, that's Mark Langston with Angels Radio. Thanks for catching up. Appreciate it. Sparky, anytime. Love it. You want to hear this ridiculous question we got on Twitter, Robert? Sure. The following is a production of Great News. Astros Radio turned my wife into a fan. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. She doesn't really like baseball. Should I keep her? That is crazy. No, don't keep her. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. It's ridiculous. Fielding your baseball questions. Dump her. The opinions of Steve Sparks do not reflect the opinions of the Houston Astros Radio Network. The Houston Astros. Doesn't like baseball. That's silly. Radio Network.